Hi, I'm Jason Mefford, a recovering CPA and edutainer. And I'm Brad Miller, lawyer and coach, and we are walking a spiritual path. Many professionals are searching for something greater than themselves. Through this podcast, we are exploring what it means to be a spiritual professional in an analytical, evidence-based world. So whether you're into yoga, meditation, crystals, or are merely curious about what else is out there, join us as we discuss our journeys and break the stigma around professionals who woo and the myths around what it means to be spiritual. Hey everybody, I'm Jason Mefford and I am here with Brad Miller and today we're going to be talking about uh, values and beliefs. So Brad, I know you found you saw a quote this morning that's kind of the the genesis of what we want to kind of talk about, at least to kind of start the conversation, then we'll see where it goes. But why don't you, why don't you read that that quote? Because I think it's, as we were talking about before we hit record, there's a lot of places we can go. So let's see where we actually go. But let's give people the context as to why we want to talk about this. Yeah. So the quote that I found this morning was, true growth is not growing inside of someone else's systems of values and beliefs but finding and discovering your own true growth is not growing inside of someone else's systems of values and beliefs but finding <coughs> and discovering your own mm-hmm. so like i said there's a, a lot of different things i think that um are kind of wrapped up in that yeah so i mean maybe you know, maybe i kind of heard the Oh, I was going to say, yeah, since, since you say, brought it I, up, kind of what was the first thing that hit your mind when, yeah. you, when you read that? And then I can kind of share mine and we can see where we go. Sure. Yeah. So the first thing that kind of hit my mind when I read that this morning was the idea that um, for most of our lives, we are kind of told how to think, what we should believe in. I mean, it starts when we're young, when we're kids. And I know I deal, you know, I deal with it with my seven-year-old. Um, you know, trying to instill certain values and things like that in her, but also allowing her to, you know, kind of choose her own paths and and things like that. But um, the idea that, you know, we are told by society, by those in our professions, uh, that there's a certain way that things should be done. There's a certain way you should be, you should act. There's certain things that you should believe in. Um, you know, for instance, in the law, one of the things, one of the the kind of predominant beliefs is that busy being busy is good is a good thing. You know, we kind of hold that up as like was like a badge of honor, like oh, you know, how you doing? Oh, I'm just so I'm, busy. I'm so well, busy. you must be doing great. <laughs> great thing. Like that's like that's kind of you know the most common answer I get when I talk to lawyers and say how things are going. It's always oh, I'm so busy. You know, things are busy, and we kind of hold that up as oh, this is a great thing. You know, busy must be that I'm doing well. You know, if I'm so busy doing things, um, and this is something that we've kind of been cult by, you know, that 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 society, the profession has put into us, instilled it that that's the thing. You you strive to be busy. That busyness is a sign of good. But you know, this is something that I've been kind of pondering the last week or so is, you know, is that necessarily true? Is it true that being busy is a good thing? that busyness equates to, you know, being a good lawyer or being a good accountant or being a good engineer or, you know, the quality of the services you provide or, you know, how much you're helping others, Um, you know? And so to me, this quote kind of stood out as saying, Hey, 
there's a lot of things out there that you've been told, a lot of things that um, society is kind of putting on you. And for the most part, we just kind of buy into it. We just kind of go with it because that's the world that we live in. But when we sit back and say, wait a minute, is that really what I believe? Is that really the truth? That's when we start to grow. That's when things start to change for us. And, and for me, that's part of when I started going down that spiritual path is when I started to question some of these things and not just take them as the gospel truth when they came to me or, you know, when they were presented through the, you know, yeah. the profession society. So. Well, and I think that's important because I, I think, I mean, like I said, there's several different ways to go here because my mind is like, <laughs> But I, but I think it's it's interesting, right? Because I think I think one of the challenges that a lot of people have when you start down this path is you start questioning some of those things that you've been taught, right? Mm -hmm. And yeah. because you've been taught, because you've spent 20, 30, 40, 50, 60 years being taught one thing, right? And so a word that a lot of time people will use is indoctrination, right, that we're indoctrinated, the minute that we pop out on, in this world, right, we start getting indoctrinated or programmed by those people who are around us, by the society that we happen to live in, right? And, and it's different in different places. I mean, I was talking to a guy this week who's, he's, he's Indian, you know, um, ethnicity, and he was talking about his wife and how he met his wife and, and he kind of just dropped in there. Yeah, it was an arranged marriage. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's right. People still have arranged marriages. Right. And even though he's American. Right. It was it was still kind of a traditional Indian uh, 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 arranged marriage with with his parents and then kind of coming together and asking each other a few questions and it's like okay well you'll do you'll you'll, you'll be a fine wife for me <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty much what he was saying right he Just asked her one question good, yeah. and she kind of answered the way he was expecting and he's like all right cool she's good good enough for like me pizza awesome oh right, yeah there you work. go yeah. there you go we can make it work right but you know again it, it just brings up i mean that's totally different than the indoctrination that i got about how I was supposed to pick someone to marry, right? And there's nothing wrong with his view. There's nothing wrong with my view or probably what you were taught, Brad, but there's just differences, right? Yep. And, and I think a lot of times as you, as you start to wake up, you start to question some of these, some of these things, right? And, and a lot of times that can be a little scary because other people don't understand why you're choosing to believe something different or why you're choosing to value something more or less than what they do. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and I know sometimes that can be challenging and that's why, you know, knowing other people that are kind of on the path or listening to podcasts like this are helpful because sometimes we sit there and we think, man, am I just crazy or what? I mean, is everybody else around me just like clueless, right? And so hearing somebody else kind of talk about it or at least, you know, bring it up and question it, I think is, is, is helpful as well. Um, so yeah, there is there is that in, indoctrination, and and at least for me, what's been really interesting is the older I get, 
the more I see how almost everything I was taught is correct is not really correct. <laughs> yep. Right. And a lot of times what's true is 180, 180 degrees off what I was taught. Right. So like, I know you brought up the busyness mm -hmm. and that's one that just drives, drives me nuts. Right. When people are like, I'm so busy. I can't talk to you. I'm so busy. I'm so important. Right. And it's like, so much of the time when people say that it's like ego just kind of jumps in the way like well i'm busy so that means i'm important right yeah, and I'm, important. I'm i'm doing important things i'm good important like, things. You know, obviously people want to talk with me like yeah yeah but then when you stop and you're like well but being so busy usually means that that monkey chatter we've kind of talked about before is going on in your mind and you're so busy being busy that you never actually kind of pause and are in the silence that we've talked about before you know and so again that's that's why i would kind of look at it and say well is being busy really that good of a thing to be or maybe is it more valuable to be in silence and to only be focusing on the things that really matter right because i th i think you know anytime from a coaching perspective or anything else when i've kind of talked with people about this you find out that probably 80 percent of what we do we don't even need to be doing it's just busy work that doesn't actually contribute uh materially to whatever it is that we're doing and i don't yeah, know if that's been your feel like we're we're doing something no yeah. yeah exactly like it just it's all this busy work is you feel like hey i must be productive because i've got all these things i can cross on my list now but what's you know what did that really do for you for your business or to go towards your goal to be able to cross these five things off um you know and they, they didn't it was just you feeling like hey i'm doing something so that must be good do 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 yeah. <laughs> well we've talked about that before i think already right do 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 <laughs> versus the being <laughs> sorry i had to throw in a poop joke right it's like the five-year-old in me is it's coming right. out it's, right yeah, yeah it's a friday so it's fine That's, uh... <laughs> but but i think it's it's um you know like you said it's it's interesting because when you when you start to think about and, may, and maybe we can talk, maybe we talk about a few of the the basic indoctrinations that that I think maybe most people have that a lot of the people that are maybe listening might be questioning as well. And again, I mean, this is coming from our standpoint because you know we're both in America. You know, we're I mean, you guys can see who we are, right? I mean, and so again you know, Brad and I are, were probably indoctrinated in some of the same ways, but different ways too, because we had different parents and we grew up in different parts of the country. Right. Mm -hmm. But, you know, one of the, one of the common indoctrinations usually relates to religion, right? So, so some of the things that you're taught, you know, and again, I, I know we kind of talked a little bit about this beforehand in our stories, but, you know, a lot of people are, are raised to believe in God or a certain 
uh, uh, kind of stereotype, a certain archetype of what God is, right? And in the U.S., it's usually a white bearded man that sits in the sky, right? I mean, that's kind of the the representation that most people have of God, and there's only one God. And, and then if you're Christian, right, then there's, again, some confusion between the Trinity and you know, God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, and are they really one person or are they three different people, right? Which again, varies depending on the religious uh, upbringing that you had, but you were obviously taught something from your parents, from your preacher, you know, whatever that you had kind of growing up. And some of you might be saying, you know what? I don't believe in a white bearded man in the sky. That's okay. A lot of people don't, <laughs> right? There's a white bearded guy sitting here talking on this stupid podcast. <laughs> He's not in the sky and there's no I'm not in the sky and you know, anyway, but and you know, don't come worship me or anything. I mean, but it's it's um you know, that's one that 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 you see a lot. And so obviously if people step forward and say, you know what, I don't believe in that concept of God like I was taught as I was growing up. Now, it doesn't mean you don't believe in God. It doesn't mean you don't believe in some higher power. But the minute that you start questioning it or saying it to other people, right, who don't understand that, a lot of times there's a challenge, right? And, and I love how I'm going to try to paraphrase it. I'll get it wrong. But Albert Einstein, I remember one time somebody asked him if he believed in God. Right. Which, you know, again, most of the time, if you ask somebody, do you believe in God, Brad? That's we usually expect a yes or no answer. Right. But the way Einstein responded was, well, tell me what you mean by God. And then I can tell you whether I believe in what you're meaning by God. And I always thought that was a very interesting way to kind of approach it, um, you know, because it's the same thing. And it kind of depends on who, who I'm talking to. But if somebody were to ask me that, do I believe in God? And I have to have a yes or no answer. You know, the answer would be yes. But I probably don't have the same uh structure around what that person asking me means is god i probably don't have the same view or belief that they do or how they've constructed their god right but yes or no i would have to say yes <laughs> right but but how i believe is usually radically different than, you know, if a born-again Christian came up to me and asked me that question. I mean, it's all on the definition of, of in this case, God. You know, what does God mean to you versus the person asking the question? And, um, you know, there's no way for you to know without, I mean, asking them what what it is. You know, Einstein was right. You know, what does this person mean to you what a God is versus what does it mean to Einstein? Two different things. Um, you know, and it's just called based on your perspectives and you know, your, your indoctrinations and everything else, um, mm -hmm. you know, things like that, what exactly it means. And so, you know, and I yeah, think well, it, 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 
Yeah. Like I said, religion is, is a very interesting one because every a lot of people I think are brought up into some sort of religious belief, whatever that may be. Yeah. Um, you know, and the question then becomes how you know, is that something you stay with? Is it something that you, you know, I don't want to say rebel necessarily, but you know, you you, you try to think have your own opinions of and well, and I think too, you know, with some of the indoctrinations, it's it's whether or not those values and beliefs that you've been indoctrinated in, if you identify with that, right? Because if there's a yeah, if there's a strong identification with some of these beliefs, it's harder for you to let go of those things as well. Right. I mean, if if you were raised Catholic and you've always been told we're Catholic. Right. And that's one of those where, you know, especially I hear this a lot with with Catholics and Jews. Right. I'm Jewish or I'm Catholic. Now, a lot of times when people say I'm Jewish, they're they're meaning more from an ethnic than from a religious standpoint, because most of the people who say I'm Catholic or I'm Jewish, they don't go to church. They don't go to church each week, right? They might identify as those things, but a lot of times when I start talking with them, they don't actually believe what the religion believes, but they still identify as that thing, right? And so I think too, as you're you're on the path, if you strongly have kind of like a core identity belief with some of these things, just realize it's sometimes harder (laughs) uh, because you're now dealing with an identity crisis, not just a, you know, Brad, I think you're full of shit, you know, kind of thing. Like when my brother starts talking sometimes and I'm like, yeah, that's not right. (laughs) Right. There's a difference there where if somebody else is talking to me and I'm like, yeah, I don't really believe that. Right. That's, that's, I think a lot of times easier to reconcile um, than some of those deep seated identity beliefs well i mean if we really want to go down the rabbit hole we could talk about you know how identities are formed and if you, you know if that's a product of uh, of your indoctrination the identities and and then really starting down and, and looking at those and invest and evaluating is this identity i want you know what identity do i want what's going to be bet in my best interest what's going to serve me best for my growth and as i move forward yeah um, which is probably a great topic for another podcast, just to hold people on and make them have to keep coming back. Right? That's right. That's but, right. But on the I next saying, episode. On um, the next episode. Um, but but maybe what what are some of the other things that you kind of see from an indoctrination standpoint a lot of times that people maybe start questioning or that are some common things that people are, are dealing with? We talked about busyness. Oh, we talked a little bit about God, religion. Yeah, I mean, busyness is the big one, um, you know, and the funny thing about busyness is that from a 3D standpoint, if you ask somebody, nobody says, oh, I love being busy. Everyone always complains about being so busy and they never have time to do things that they really want to do, but yet they still hold this badge up that, oh, I'm busy. Um, and so I always find that really kind of fascinating of, you know, well, when, why is this such a big, great thing for you if you don't even really like it? <laughs> but that's just what society tells us that that we should do is that busyness is what we what we're striving for, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, kind of related to that success. What what does success mean? 
I think is, is, is something that we're taught success has a certain meaning generally regarding money, how much money you're bringing in. And if you have a certain amount of money, then you're successful, whether that's a hundred thousand, a million, you know, 10 million, whatever that dollar, you know, that amount might be, you know, if you hit this certain threshold and it, and it maybe it's, you know, personal to you, but if you hit this financial threshold, now you're successful. And if you don't hit that threshold, well, then eh, you're not really successful as you could be. You got some work to do, you know, um, and and that's something that I you know I know, especially in the legal profession, is kind of looked down on. You know, you get the bigger firms and the monies and things like that that the salaries that they offer compared to some of the smaller firms and, and, you know, kind of comparing, well, how much am I making here versus there? And um, people looking at where jobs do I make the most money? And, and that's a big decision of where they go. Um, you know, money's just a really big thing that's kind of pushed down on us, I think. Um, and it all ties into this idea of, for a lot of people of what is success mean to them? What does it mean to be successful? Yeah. Um, and there's still a lot of people that I see that put, money a dollar amount a figure in that when it comes to what is success mean to them that's hitting that threshold yeah because i think from there's a lot of money stories that are fed into the indoctrination but especially as you were talking it's funny because i think you know and again this is just me anecdotally right but but the two professions because i think too it's, you know a lot of times success is associated with a money amount but sometimes too, people view whether you're successful or not as to the profession that you've chosen, right? Yep. Sometimes there's an indoctrination in that. And, 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 and the two professions that, I, that I'm just gonna bring up as an example are doctors and lawyers. And lawyers, yep. And, and, and the reason for that is that, especially in some families, right? There is an expectation that you will become a lawyer or you will become a doctor for whatever reason those are like two of the professions where sometimes the parents place a lot of of pressure on the kids yeah. to to do that and especially if you come from a family of lawyers or doctors right it's like my dad was a lawyer my grandfather was a lawyer so i'm supposed to be a lawyer Right. I mean, there's there's the whole identity thing again that we talked about. But what's funny is those are two professions when I talk to people and, and I'm like, so you're a doctor. Do you like being a doctor? No, I hate being a doctor, but it pays really well. But I hate it. Right. And it's like <laughs> interesting. <laughs> right. You know, so again, they're they're placing the financial and maybe the the way people are viewing them as as quote unquote being successful as being a doctor but they're doing something that they don't like each day and it kind of goes back to that busyness thing that you were talking about what's funny is how so many people hang on and continue to do something that they don't like or they hate right because they're not willing to change their values or beliefs or well, maybe afraid or maybe admit uh, just admit to it. Yeah, and they're afraid of the expectations that well, my 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 parents think that I should be a doctor, and so if I don't do a doctor, I'm going to disappoint them, you know. Or you know, and they're just caring so much about other people or what somebody's going to think of if I do this or don't do that, and you know, as opposed to just doing what's true to them, 
you know, what's important to them? What do they enjoy? What's, what do they feel is their calling? Like that's to me, what's more important than, you know, what somebody says that you should or shouldn't do. Yeah. Well, and what's interesting is that, you know, along this is I've, I've been coming along the path and trying to learn What's interesting is when we, you know, because that quote says something like true growth, true growth, right, only comes when you're actually kind of following your own values and beliefs. And what's what's interesting about the spiritual path is that, you know, in order for us to evolve, in order for us to kind of become more powerful, I guess, for lack of a better way of saying it we have to stop giving away our power to other people, right? We have to kind of take back what we've given away because, you know, throughout our whole life and as we're being indoctrinated, we're kind of losing some of that power, losing some of that light along the way. And so if you're just doing things or believing things, having values or beliefs of other people, and only giving into that all the time, you're kind of like slowly leaking out all of your power. And it really isn't until you start taking it back, you start doing and thinking what you really believe instead of what somebody else is telling you to do. That's when that is, you know, to me where the true growth really comes which again lines back with that that quote that you had today yep yeah definitely i mean and that's talk about power that's a whole other episode too um mm-hmm. and just you know what it is why it's important why we should care you know but um yeah it's again it, to me this this quote really goes to talking about being true to yourself at the end of the day um and and figuring out what it is that you believe and that what's works for you what's a value to you um you know as opposed to letting other people dictate or tell you what well and i think too that you know maybe we we give some people here as we kind of wrap up this particular episode something that they can kind of think about or work about too because i think you know, as you were talking, one of the questions that you brought up was, is that really what I believe? Right? That I that I think as people start sitting down and asking themselves that question, right? Yeah, you know, is this really what I believe? Is this really what makes me happy? Am I really happy, you know, with the life that I have right now? as people start asking that question, those kinds of questions, things will start popping up. Because I, I know for me in my life, um, I, I mean, I, I remember um, I was getting some, some advice and guidance from one of my mentors. And it was about a relationship that I was in, right? And, and so again, it was um, not what I was expecting right from the response but i remember i remember him asking me are you happy and when i was actually honest with myself and i said no i felt this huge rush and release 
and I started crying <laughs> and I knew, I knew at that point that I had been lying to myself for a long time thinking, well, it's okay. It's pretty good, but I really wasn't happy. And until I, I admitted that to myself, I couldn't release and I, and I couldn't decide or choose to do something different about that relationship to go forward because I hadn't, I hadn't honestly, authentically answered that question to myself. I was lying to myself for years, years about this particular relationship thinking, oh, it's good enough or it's okay. Right. And so again, as you know, those of you that are listening, start asking yourself some of these questions because you know, again, we're not telling you what to do or that what you're doing is right or wrong because for every person, it's a little bit different, but you know, do you really believe that? Do you really want to do that? Does that really make you happy? You know, those are some questions, you know, for you to start kind of sitting with, um, because again, most of the time, if, if you're feeling sad, if you're feeling, you know, depressed, if you're feeling dejected, if you're feeling, uh, you know, p pitiful. I mean, a lot of times the reason you're feeling that way is because you're not being honest with yourself. And so the actions or the relationships you're in don't align with your higher self. <laughs> And, and until those things align with your higher self, it's going to be hard. And I know a lot of times, you know, and I'm the same way where it's like, but it's hard to change. Yeah. But isn't it harder to continue living in those things than to just rip the bandaid off? You know, you rip the bandaid off. It's going to hurt for a little while. It's going to hurt like hell, but then it goes away. Right. So would you rather be have that niggling kind of pain throughout the rest of your life or would you rather just rip the bandaid off and move on? I'm a I'm I'm a kind of the rip the bandaid off guy, but hey, that's I me. I can see that. I can tell that. Yeah, <laughs> no, but, uh, I know. I yeah, I think a lot of a lot of people, though, it's the fear and again coming from the law and knowing other lawyers and kind of how personalities tend to be i think that that's an issue that lawyers are afraid of what it is and are afraid that the band-aid is going to be worse than what they're mm -hmm. doing now and they feel safe because at least you know they know what they're dealing with now there's no idea what's what happens when they rip that band-aid off you know how you know all the terrible things that may happen to us and you know the, we may get infections and we may have gangrene in there and like you know who knows you know we may find there's a tumor growing like all these <laughs> things that you know worst case scenarios are worried about because that's what as lawyers we kind of tend to do is look at these worst case scenarios we were always trying to spot problems and you know try to think ahead and how do we you know mitigate this and, and everything else but yep. if we don't rip that band-aid off if we don't change we don't have to face those situations mm -hmm. you know yeah it may suck now but you know what it could really suck down the road if i make that change so i think i'm better off just safer just staying where it is you know and that well, that keeps a lot of lawyers particularly trapped because of that because we yeah. don't want to change we're afraid of that change 
Well, and what's funny is, you know, when, at least when I've looked at, at my life, I don't know if this is the same with you, Brad, but every time, every time I've been afraid of doing something, but I did it anyway, it usually worked out better for me. Right. Mm -hmm. So again, even, even when I, you know, on one of my other podcasts, we just, we just reran an episode that I did over there called, uh, 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 feed fear, uh, suck it sandwich. Right. <laughs> uh, and, <laughs> and if I wouldn't have gotten censored, I would have put, you know, feed fear, a fuck it sandwich. But anyway, you get the nice, you know, you alliteration li literary there. alliteration with the F's there. But, but what's funny is even though I know that, even though I have a lot of evidence, right. That every time, I've been afraid to do something, but I've done it anyway. It's always worked out better for me, right? I have a lot of evidence of that in my life, but I'm still human. And there's still times when I get to that point and it's like, oh, I really didn't want to, I really don't want to have to do that. Right. And so then that, that tonal, the ego, you know, kind of jumps back into me uh you know of trying to talk myself out of it and i just have to look back and remember and just trust right because i think that's that's part of it is just trusting um that it is going to be better right but like you said i mean survival mechanism yeah and yeah, I, mean, you, I was gonna say i'm I, i'm the same way to save it yeah I'm the same way, you know, when I was, when I was going to college, right. I was, so in high school, the bookkeeping accounting classes, I took like two of them in high school. It just came really easy to me. You know, I got like A's in both of those classes. It was really simple. It seemed to make sense to me, but when I went to college, right, I didn't want to be an accountant, right. And so, you know, I was, I was a finance major to begin with because I was going to buy and sell companies and, you know, get into high finance, do leverage buyouts and all this kind of stuff, right? The whole Wall Street uh, movie kind of stuff. And then brokers and stuff. Yeah. 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 And then, and then as I get into it, I have two brother-in-laws who got finance degrees and they're like, dude, don't get a finance degree. You can't get a job with a finance degree. Get an accounting degree because at least with an accounting degree, you know everything that we've learned, but you can get a job. It's a safe, <laughs> it's a safe degree to get a job, right? And so again, even though accounting came easy to me, it wasn't what I loved. Finance or even my favorite, my favorite course in college was psychology yeah so i became an accountant that makes a lot of sense <laughs> <laughs> but hey it was the safe it was the safe yeah. thing to do it was the indoctrination that i'd been given it was what what guidance i was being given from people around me that i just believed right yep. um which is which is interesting i mean and again there's no there's nothing wrong. I think that's part of the part of the journey. But once you start realizing it and waking up, you know, when you know better, you have to do better. 
And so once you start questioning or asking yourself some of these things and you know better, now you have to do better, right? Because if you know better and you don't, then you're kind of going backwards in life, which is not a good place to be in either. Yeah, no, that's, that is one of the, if you want to call the downsides of, of walking a spiritual path is that as you start moving forward and you start learning things and getting these lessons, you, you kind of have to live with, you have to, you have to, you know, follow them. I mean, you can't just say, okay, that was a nice lesson to learn. And then just kind of throw it to the side and, uh, you know, keep them on your merry way. You've got to actually implement it and live what you've learned. Um, yeah. yeah. And because there's, a, there's a, you know, too, along with this, and I've, I've had this kind of discussion with a few people in my life recently. You know, I, I, I kind of said, you know, once you know better, you have to do better. That's something that I used to tell my kids when they were little. But kind of on the spiritual path, there's also kind of a, 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 a universal or cosmic law of once you know, you can't unknow. Mm-hmm. Right. And so I've had a few things that have happened in my life where I just knew certain things. There's no logic. I, could, I, I, I don't have a spreadsheet that I can point to that explains why this is right. I don't have scientific studies that show that this is, you know, what I'm supposed to do or whatever. But I have had knowings that have come through very strong that I just knew certain things, right? And again, when you know, you can't unknow. But there's been people in my life who have been, well, yeah, but that doesn't really make any sense. Just because you thought that, you don't have to do that. And it's like, no, you don't understand. Once I know, <laughs> I can't unknow. Well, just just change your mind or forget that you felt that. <laughs> just forget it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, that ain't how it works. <laughs> you know, you can do that, but then you move back in retrograde seriously right at that point so you know that is one of the things about being on the path once you know then you have to change you have to do something different so it was that way you know when I was having that discussion with my mentor and it's like all of a sudden I had that knowing I knew I wasn't happy and boom I just had this this knowing and I knew that I can't be in that relationship anymore. Now I know. And so it would hurt me to continue to have a relationship with that person. I have to leave. Right. And again, even though it might not make logical sense or anything else, once you know, you can't unknow. Yeah. We have a saying that I use is, you know, once the bell's rung, you can't unring it. Mm-hmm. can't unring it and for whom does the bell toll <laughs> sorry i had to throw it's in a okay. little hemingway there and then bukowski which is one of my my favorite authors too is like on the other the the flip side of it he's like the bell tolls for no one <laughs> anyway all right there we go so greatness yeah. about jason yeah. Ignorance is bliss. Maybe that's, that's <laughs> the story. Is that uh, ignorance is bliss? If you don't know, you know. But 
Well, and a lot of people do choose to to stay in that in that state, and which again, I mean, there's no judgment. If you want to do that, that's fine. I mean, the fact that people are listening, you know, the fact that you're listening to this right now means you, you're probably not one of those people. Um, so, yeah, is that really what you believe? And if you know it's not right, then you can't keep living that way either, um, which is an interesting point. So. Yeah. Yeah. No, we tend to think of like the walk the past spiritual path, like an upward up the mountain sort of a feel. But I think sometimes it's more, you know, you roll down the hill. Once you kind of learn that lesson, you just kind of have to keep rolling with it because if you try to stop, it's you're just going to go and crash into something. So you're better off to just kind of keep, keep moving with it and move forward. And so, well, and actually that's a, I mean, that's a great little, analogy or thing to think about too right because because like you said i think most of the time we think everything is just kind of onward and upward but there are little setbacks there are other things that happen and one thing that i'm learning too is in order to create you have to destroy Mm. you know if you want to remodel your house you got to do some demolition right if you want that new bathroom and it's that way in our personal lives. It's that way, you know, in our beings as well, that sometimes to go forward, you have to go backwards a little bit, or maybe it feels like you go backwards a little bit, or there has to be some destruction before you can create again. Just like mm-hmm. if your cup's already full, you can't put any more in. You have to pour some out before you can get something else in, right? You have to have a, a, a clear container. And so, yeah, it's like we're, we're going up the mountain and then all of a sudden, ah, you know, we start rolling down the hill. Like <laughs> it just reminds me of the princess bride. Do you remember that scene in the princess bride <laughs> where he's like rolling down the hill because she hits him or something like that. And he's like, as you wish. Anyway. Yep. Um, yeah. And then she's like, Oh my gosh, Wesley. And she throws herself down, down the hill too. Right. When she realized it's him yeah yeah so sometimes we get thrown down the hill a little bit and we just have to roll with it like you said but then you're going to bottom out you're going to stand up you're going to shake your head because you're probably a little dizzy and you're going to go okay where am i now where's that mountain again over there okay now let's let's start heading that way again um and that's that's just part of the part of the process so hmm well, we went to a lot of different places than I we even did. thought we were going to go to on this one. No. And, and as we were talking there in the background, I could hear a bird chirping. So that's very interesting. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. Omen so anyway, so or agreement. for listening. Yeah, there's a lot there. I'll let you think about that. What, what do you believe in? Uh, not just what other people are telling, telling you, but what do you truly believe about that bird? Is it, uh, was it there for a reason or was it just that Jason had the window open? <laughs> it's up to you decide. Tweet, tweet, tweet. So. Hmm. So, hmm. Anyway, before we get really goofy and go down some really <laughs> crazy things, we probably should wrap this up. Yeah, we should. I'm up. already starting to go down like, oh, we got like social media and Twitter and like all these. Yeah, we don't want to go there. So tweet, tweet, tweet. Um, <laughs> right. That's exactly right. So thank you all for listening. And before we lose everybody, we're going to end this episode. All <laughs> Thanks right. Again. Um, 
if you appreciate this, you found value in it, please uh, give us a like, uh, give us a review, preferably a positive, like five-star one, um, you know, if you would, and, and share this with others. Because um, uh, I'd like to say, if you found some value in this someplace, uh, I'm sure that others will as well. So yeah. thanks, everybody. We'll see you on the next episode. See you then.